Hello and welcome to Superpowers with Tasha, the podcast that celebrates differences and the extraordinary power that lies within each of us. In a world that often focuses on limitations, this show shines a light on the unique and incredible abilities that each of us bring to the table. Turning what society may perceive as limitations into sources of strength. We hope to inspire you to embrace your own superpower, whatever that may be, and to recognize the amazing potential you have. Today we've got such an amazing guest. She's beautiful, everyone loves her for her style. She's an absolute queen and she's one of my favorites on a hit reality TV show, Made in Chelsea. If you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. And you know, she's such an inspirational person. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to have her on with me today. And we're gonna have a really nice chat and you know, talk about Alopecia and just really everything that you stand for. You know, she's interested in fine art, photography. That's her passion. So yeah, we're gonna get to it. So welcome Lip Bentley, the one and only. That was such a nice intro. I was thinking, oh, I don't think anyone said anything so nice about me. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's all right. I'm glad to have you here. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. You're looking nice and glowy. I love it. My skin's like an old leather handbag because I've just been lying in the sun. Oh God, no, you're actually insanely beautiful. Like when you walk, when she walked through the door, I was literally like, oh my God, she's That's so stunning. Thank I was you. like, wow. Um, obviously, you're made in Chelsea and went on in like 2016, right? God, you know more than me. Honestly, when you said final photographer, I was like, I don't think anyone else knows that. Um, yeah, 2016. It's when been, was that, like seven years ago? Yeah, God. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Yeah. That's crazy. When I see little clips of me in the beginning, I was like, oh, such a little baby. But um, yeah, it's been a long time. How old are you now? 28. You're still young. I just, but you know what, though? Recently, so many people my age are having, like, getting engaged and having babies. And I'm like, am I actually at that age? I don't think I am. No. How old are you? 24. Oh, see, I still think that's, like, so young. <laughs> I mean, I'm only four years older. Um, so, we're going to start, you know with um, alopecia. So can you tell me a little bit more about what alopecia is? So alopecia, there's a few different types, but it's essentially hair loss. Mine was like little bald patches, the size of like a 50p, dotted over my head. So I never lost all my hair. And I never lost hair anywhere else, like not my eyelashes or anything. So it was just literally on my head. And I got it. I th- Well, the doctor thinks I got it from the contraceptive pill. Really? Yeah, because I that was the only thing that changed around the time when my hair fell out. And they were like, oh, what have you been doing? And I was like, oh, well, I did go on the pill recently. And they said, well, one in, I think, 500 women suffer with it, which I didn't realise was a side effect. Mm. And then, yeah, I sort of had it for the last five, six years. Recently, it's been, I haven't had it at all, actually, which is good. Like, all all of it's growing back, apart from where I've bleached it, and that's just broken off, but yeah. How old were you when you found out? I was like 15, 16. Okay, so you kind of got it like an early kind of adulthood. Yeah. Adulthood kind of, you know, going through school and stuff. Oh, it was the worst. How was it for you? It was, so when I found out, I was on holiday with my family. I'd got out the shower and brushed my hair, and I thought I'd like brushed a chunk of my hair out, and so I noticed Mm. it at the front of my head, and then it didn't go back, and and it took about like a couple of months for me to realise what had actually happened and at the time I was at boarding school and it was really hard because I was like in the shower and my hair was falling out and I was like oh my god what's going on here mm. and also I was quite a late developer like I did not get tits until I was about 22 yeah. so I was worried I looked like a boy anyway and then my hair was falling out I was like this is perfect so it was really hard because also when you're that age I feel like people only really care about the way you look no one gives mm. a shit about your personality and so I did find it really hard. And then yeah. like all my mates had like long blonde hair and all this stuff. And I was like, oh God, yeah, not me. So I feel like especially in school, you're kind of trying to figure out who you are as yeah. a person as well. And like, 
you know, because that was my cocking plan. I was comparing myself to, to everyone else. Rare. And yeah. I think when you're that age, it's hard to not do that. Yeah, it's really hard. And also, I was at a co-ed school, so if I, I don't know if it, if I'd been at all girls, I don't know if it would have been different or not. But like having boys there was sort of I don't know. You suddenly hit fifteen, sixteen, and then everything changes. It, was, it is all about like hmm. having finding your first boyfriend, like all that sort of stuff. And yeah. so, yeah, I was a bit. Yeah, I was actually really insecure about it. Yeah, but it's weird because I. I think I didn't really think it was bad, and then when I joined Chelsea and people were commenting, I was like, "Oh, maybe it actually is bad." Then it's weird. But people were commenting on. Well, I just get like people replying to like sending me Instagrams, being like, "Oh, gross, I'm hurt, you bitch," and like, "Oh, you bald bitch," and stuff like this. And I, it's weird because sometimes I see clips of when I started, and I don't think my hair looked bad. No. I think it's just because I had really short hair. It was odd, and then that made me even more insecure because then being on TV mm. and people just like all people comment on is the way you look. And it was just like an age 20. That was really like hard. That's crazy. Like, I completely get what you mean. Even when I was on the show, I was literally getting comments about my cock of implant and the way I speak. It was like, trolls are just, you know. Savages. Yeah, they literally can be so savage. And that's a problem with like going on a reality TV show. You're opening yourself up to that kind of world. And, And I think, if anything, that makes you so brave to even you know, be on a show. And you spoke about it on the show as well. Yeah. I remember that little clip, that that scene when, when you I spoke about it. Yeah. Wearing Wigby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that poor wig. Yeah, weirdly, it, once I did that, it made it a lot better. And then I wasn't actually, I didn't, it didn't bum me out as much. Mm-hmm. But up until that point, yeah, because then I started wearing wigs and extensions and yeah. doing all the like worst things for your hair. And the reason I used to bleach my hair so much is because the lighter it is, the less obvious the bald bits were. Whereas like when I, because I'm actually naturally quite dark. Yeah. So when I have dark hair, you can see how thin it really is. But no, when I spoke about it on the show, I had the like response from so many people was unbelievable. And like loads of young girls were saying, oh, I'm suffering with the same thing. And how did you get through like all this stuff? And yeah, it was actually really nice. Well, I'm actually really glad I did speak about it. Yeah, I think, you know, it helps other people with their experiences as well, especially like younger generation. Mm. It gives like your role model to those people. And yeah. I think that's incredible because, you know, people need someone to look up to that's going through similar experiences. And that's why this podcast, this is why I'm doing this podcast, is yeah. to have people like you to talk about your experiences and to share that so that these people can watch this and take something from it. And yeah. I didn't really know much about alopecia until, I'll be honest, when I watched you on the show and I was like, wow. Can I be honest? I didn't know, honestly, when I first had it, I didn't even know what alopecia was, which is yeah. why I thought it was so weird. I think more and more people are talking about it now because mm. it's a lot more common. And I think there's stuff to do with like long COVID and women losing their hair and like a lot of hair loss. Yeah. But when I first started talking about it, it wasn't like a common thing mm. at all. Yeah. But it's weird how actually how many people do suffer with it. And I think now as well, the stress that young people go through, that obviously is like the one thing to go for girls is your hair. Did you struggle with like, your identity then when you were younger? I think I went from basically being like a tomboy to then bleach my hair blonde and growing a pair of boobs. So I was like, and I, I'm a bit of a, I am a bit of a tomboy. I'm more of like a country farm kind of girl. Not like, yeah. I'm not like a makeup. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it was, I just felt super ugly, to be honest. Like I thought I was butters. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm telling you now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, yeah, I really did. And I was like, I don't think anyone's going to yeah. fancy me. Did you have like support back then as well? Yeah, yeah. My yeah. my mom was like really good and she super sweet and everyone I didn't I never really told anyone about it though actually. Like I never none of my mates at school knew. And then on Chelsea no one knew either. They just thought and then I just started wearing wigs and I think everyone just assumed it's because I wanted longer hair. Yeah. Which I did to be fair, but yeah. it was more to like cover up. 
shit hair underneath mm. or lack of. <laughs> so with alopecia and, you know, you go to events and you go to maybe like parties and stuff and how did you deal with, like, did you struggle with the confidence of going and was there any kind of examples of where, how you dealt with it back then? I think back then when it was pre-made in Chelsea, because then when I, I then started wearing wigs, I wasn't so worried, but there, there was a time when I was like 17 and I had this boyfriend and weirdly I bumped into this guy the other day and he was like, I can't believe I said that. But I, we were having conversations this when we were together and he was like, oh, I wouldn't marry you because our kids would be bald. And we're going, oh, dumped. No, I was really upset actually. And it was like, I suddenly was like, oh my God, I didn't, I don't know. He obviously didn't say, he didn't, I don't think he would have meant it, but yeah. the way, oh, at 17 or whatever, I was suddenly like, oh my God. And it, it, it honestly made me feel horrendous I thought oh my god someone wouldn't marry me because they there's a chance our kids could be bald like it was it was awful actually mm. um but then when I the when I saw him recently which was like what five years on he was like I can't believe I ever said that anyway it was really sweet but yeah that was that was I cried because yeah. I was like that's such a sort of savage thing and then going to like events and stuff I think I, t I just wore a lot of wigs. And yeah. weirdly, it's so interesting, people didn't realise they were wigs. I think everyone just thought I suddenly had my hair tied up for three years at Chelsea and then took it down and had this long hair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I sort of... It depends. It depends how I felt that day. Like, if I was, like, hormonal and feeling insecure, I'd probably put my <laughs> wig on. Yeah. Um, but fuck me, in summer, they are sweaty. I remember filming a scene and I literally had, like, beads of sweat coming out of this wig and I was like, just get it off. Um, but... Yeah. I didn't... can't believe that he said that. Oh, yeah, it was savage. I stood there looking at him thinking... Like, that must have just, like, knocked you... Like... Yeah, that was bad. I'm trying to think. I Yeah, and to be honest, actually, I never really talk about this. I suffered quite badly with social anxiety, pre-Chelsea mm. anyway, so I was, like, really... Like, I wouldn't go out in public. But this is before the show, so it was just, like, something I must have had. And I don't know if it was because of the alopecia. I remember, like, I was babysitting these kids once, and one of them was like, what's that on your head? And I was like... It's actually just my head with no hair on it and so I wouldn't really go out by myself in the in public like my mum would say could you go to the shops and get this I'd get in the car pretend I've gone to the shop but it's closed I'll go back I'll go home and say it's closed and I'd just sit in the car when you get out of it yeah. so bizarre so I had like quite bad I don't know it, I don't know if it was because I was self-conscious I don't know but yeah. yeah it took me a long time to feel like at peace with myself kind of thing I yeah think. Like, and that's literally in the last three years. So bearing on it on Chelsea for seven. So yeah, since I hit like probably 25, I've actually felt, yeah, not as insecure. Yeah, so like the way you dealt with, deal with it now is completely different to how you Yeah, back then it, back it was then. like trying to cover it up and do whatever I could to pretend it almost wasn't there. I'm one of those people who sort of like, I'm not good at addressing things. I just like sweep it under the rug or literally hide it under a wig. Whereas yeah. now I'm more like... I just don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm not that. I think also, too, I re I've realised I'm never going to be someone who has got long, luscious locks. It's just not in the cards for me. So it's like the second you realise that, it's more like I'm just going to deal with what I've got kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it just doesn't bother me. Yeah. Well, that makes you you. <laughs> Although my bedhead in the morning is quite something. <laughs> like a fucking bomb's gone off. I wear tapes, by the way. This is not my actual hair. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, is that real? No, it's definitely <laughs> not real. Great. I wear tapes, so I'm just playing it out there. This is not. <laughs> tapes are meant to be good, not good for you, but they're, better, they're meant to be better for your hair then. I think that was the other thing as well, because I get so many messages from girls going, oh, I've been told to go and get bonds and all this stuff. I remember once having one put in to see if it would work, rip my hair out in two days. And I was like, there's no way I could have that all in my hair. Yeah. Um, it's hard with extensions, like, 
I've definitely have thinner hair now because of extensions. Yeah. Because it does thin out your hair quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, honestly, Philip Kingsley elasticizer yeah. is the dream. You just sleep yeah. it in your with your in your hair like once a week. But I also because my hair won't ever grow longer than it probably is now. Like, and I it's probably I mean the, the bleach, excuse me, does not help. But it will. I'll never have like long hair. So I used to also wear wigs just to have like long hair, just to look different, not just to cover up. Yeah. My hair. Yeah. Um, but no, quite like the short now. It's just easier. Yeah, the short is like lip bent. <laughs> it screams you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so when you first got your wig, like your first ever wig. Was it like nerve wracking or did you feel like empowered? Was it kind of like, how did it feel for you in the moment? So I remember the first one I ever got was from Lauren Pope's company. I think it's called Hair Rehab London. Anyway, she sent me one and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And at the time, I didn't think my hair, there was anything wrong with my hair. I'd wanted one to see what my hair would look like longer. Yeah. And weirdly, I looked back, I had to send her photos of the colour of my hair so she could match it. And I looked at the photo the other day and my hair actually is like horrifically thin and like yeah it wasn't good but I I did really like it I was like oh my god I can't go out without it now and then we were filming a series in Ibiza and I think I'd taken it to the hairdresser to try and dye in Ibiza anyway I left the wig with her went away to film came back and she was like I'm sorry I can't get back to you I was like what she had me this thing looked like roadkill and she basically had like fucked it and I was like I was shitting it because I was like trying to call Lauren. I was like, I need another one now. Like, I suddenly panicked that I didn't have my wig. Because um, oh then I, I think I realised I realized I was like relying on it so much because I thought it made me attractive. And then that's how it sort of started. And then mm. and then I had like this girl called Daisy messaged me who does D&Co Weaves, which is an amazing wig company if anyone's looking for one. She's so sweet and the wigs aren't damaging for your hair. They're really good. If you've lost all your hair, they put like, she's got like special rubber ones that will stick and all that sort of stuff. And hers were amazing. Lauren's were also amazing, but these ones are human hair and they, um, yeah, and I've got quite the collection. I've got loads now. Red, blonde. Oh. I know. You, I'm imagining you red hair. I had, so recently before Christmas, I had red hair and then, that's cool. Oh my God, dyeing it back to blonde. I went, I went to the hairdresser and I was like, I want to go back blonde. She did like one rinse through. My hair was bright orange and I had to film the next day. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> this is offensive. Anyway, luckily managed to get it back blonde. Yeah. Um, but no, I still do. I haven't actually put one on in so long, but I was, I yeah, they are a faff to wear though. And in the heat. In winter, it's unreal because I'm wearing a woolly hat. In summer, it's sweaty. Yeah. And they're heavy as well. Yeah. Um, but no, oh yeah. Yeah. So it, did you feel like at the time it was kind of like, like you said, it was like your shield, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like it was it like was, my, I suddenly was like, yeah, and like yay, now armor. people fancy me. <laughs> now I think when I say that, when I think about that now, I'm like, was I delusional? What on earth made me think people are going to think I'm fit because I've got long hair? Yeah. Then, but no, then that's, that's the way you are. Like yeah. people are like that. They're like, oh. I get that. Mm. I get that. Do you use like specific like treatment shampoos? I use it. Philip Kingsley is the best thing. If okay. anyone's suffering with anything hair related, use Philip Kingsley. And I just put like treatments in. I try not to wash it. Yeah. That's the other thing as well. When I first got it, the amount of everyone says different things. Like everyone's like, go get hair extensions, wash your hair every day, do this, do that. And it was like relentless, which is why in my head I think I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna do anything. Yeah. The worst thing to do is go and get hair extensions. That was I learned that one the hard way. And then yeah, I just try and I mean I shouldn't really bleach it. It doesn't look great at the moment. That looks gorgeous. I'm wearing my gel helmet. I sprayed it down with loads of hairspray. Um, <laughs> don't start dyeing. I mean, mm. everything I did that I shouldn't have done, dyeing it, washing it every day, which was a weird one someone said to me. Now I try and wash it once a week. Yeah. And then also putting like overnight treatments, like conditioning treatments, mm -hmm. scalp treatments. 
but yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, because I heard that you're only supposed to wash your hair like once or twice a week. Literally. I used to wash it every. Oh my god, day. same. But then someone's like, "Why are you washing it every day?" I'm like, "You're not supposed to." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you're supposed to do it." Apparently, it's like if you use shampoo every day or something, it it like dries it out or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Also, don't go to a hairdresser. Go to an actual hair specialist because that's where I went wrong. Was going to a hairdresser and then yeah. Yeah. Um. So like, is there medication for alopecia? With mine, basically, I found out alopecia. My mom then took me to Philip Kingsley, which mm. is a I never say the word right tricker. Someone who looks after people who lose their hair. I can never okay. say the word. And they do all these amazing treatments. But at the time, I had left boarding school and was going to a school in London. And I was 16. And I sounds bad. I was too lazy to go to the appointments. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to get by myself. And so I sort of sacked off going. And so I didn't do anything to help it. Whereas if I had stuck to those treatments, it probably could have helped. But yeah. you can get... There's loads of different things. Like you can get these injections. I can't even think... I've never actually had anything... I've never done anything about mine. Yeah, is that um, just because... If your personal choice, or is that just because you're just? I think I didn't want to admit that it was like an issue. Yeah. And so then I would just like wear beanies and all that stuff, and I sort of just like let it be. Yeah. But luckily, mine wasn't. I mean, some people lose all their hair. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel pathetic when I talk about mine because I mean, mine really wasn't that bad. Yeah, but you shouldn't feel pathetic pathetic (laughs) at all. Like, it's not about you know how big it is. Yeah. You still went through the struggles, and you still had to get through that and it's not easy and I, I can imagine it wasn't easy for you as well and like you're sat here being so open like I just want to say thank you for being so open <laughs> like but I just think it's so great that you know to go on a reality tv show to even just talk about it that's bravery oh thank you like to even just talk about it for like two minutes or something that's I think more and more people should talk about their stuff reality tv shows this perception of a load of people who look fat like amazing mm-hmm. and all this stuff when actually behind all that there's so much more stuff that goes on and like this is the one thing with Chelsea I noticed that everyone basically thinks we're just a load of stuck-ups and obviously sit around in coffee shops mm-hmm. chatting rubbish but actually everyone has gone through loads of their own stuff and I think it's good that reality like the, to talk about stuff like this yeah because um, also I think it just makes it all more bit more human yeah I think people forget that we are human. Yeah. We all go through struggles in life. We're not just TV personalities that just go on to, like, we are, we have a Swan life. Swan about in a bikini, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great life here. <laughs> Definitely was not easy, I'm telling you that. <laughs> so did you get badly trolled? Yeah, I did. What, did you, did you find it hard? I think, cause obviously, when it's a bit different. So when you're on show, obviously, we don't have our phones. Yeah. So we don't see it until we get out. And then you get it all in one go. Kind of. But I think, for me, I had it really bad at the start. Towards the end, it kind of flipped quite a lot like it came more positive towards the end oh that's good but I think the hardest thing for me was ableism definitely it was kind of like people saying a rip her hair and aid out throw it in the pool people making what t- yeah people making you're fucking joking taking a mick out how I speak like it was bad sorry so you're like, are you like partially deaf sorry if I'm no, not it's like fully deaf in both ears you're fully deaf in both ears yeah and I wear a cochlear implant on my right. right ear so it's like a external part and it makes me basically hear I and just, people said they were going to rip it out of your head and put it in a swimming pool yeah like people oh, were just so I'm <laughs> laughing because that is yeah, savage. No. What the fuck? I just gotta laugh it off. And I think coming out, it's just kind of like I had to brush it off and it's just like, you know what? I'm gonna be the bigger person and yeah. not even address it because I'm like that motivates me to do better. Yeah. And I suppose that you probably feel the same when you get those kind I of things. I just trolls. think people are so fucking cruel. Like Yeah, yeah I I get it. It's say I'd like had a load of work done and people would like but trolling me for that fuck it but like to, if you've got something that's like you can't help and it's not like you even put yourself in a position to like mm. oh something's there's something wrong with people I know <laughs> it honestly is and I just think 
Yeah, so coming out, it's literally like, oh, okay, but you know what, I just had to... That must be so hard, though, the first day you come out and you get your phone back. Yeah, it was It was a lot. Really? Yeah, it was a lot. I couldn't imagine that. See, luckily for shows like Chelsea, it's like a slow burner, so, mm. like, and you, you sort of, like, are eased into it. Yeah. And it's not like... Yeah, God, I, I, I honestly, it's brave of you to do it. I don't think I'd have the mental capacity. <laughs> we got through it, didn't we, guys? <laughs> um, so, obviously, what are you up to nowadays, then? What are you up to? So, now I've started a CBD company with a friend of mine, and we have launched two products. So, one's like a CBD arousal oil. It's called Jomo London. I'll send you some. It's very good. Yes. It's basically a CBD lube. Jomo stands for joy of missing out. So, it's basically like experiencing the here and now and not worrying about what's going on in the outside world. Also means jealous of my orgasm, <laughs> which you will be if you don't use Jomo. Love that. So CBD encourages blood flow, which heightens sensation. So basically just makes your orgasm better. Yeah, I started that like a year ago and that's yes. sort of what I'm doing at the moment. But my whole thing with the Jomo and like the hair loss and stuff, I, so my business partner went through something as well. But it's trying to take the shame and the stigma mm. surrounding f not just female pleasure, but like when I suffered with hair loss, I was really self like when I if I was like dating a guy I probably wouldn't tell them that I was wearing a wig and so like when we'd go to bed I'd keep it on and like it, I was like I don't know it just made me feel insecure and self-conscious not mm. just the way I look but also like sexually I think okay. and so me and my business partner just thought there's no reason like I don't think women not that we're not vocal enough but I think women are slightly different to men and I think my mentality towards sex when I was younger was like oh once the guys sort of finish, that's it over. When and like women sort of forget about themselves, and so the whole thing was like, Jomo is like taking your time and like getting the most out of your sex life, whether you're a guy or a girl. Yeah. Um, and it's also like trying to just change the sort of perception uh, that I think sex is viewed in such a like, I don't know, it's not viewed in a positive way. We all have it. Like, let's not beat around the bush. And it's the same with like masturbation. I suppose it's like. It should be a positive thing, mm -hmm. not like a negative. And also, like, getting the most out of your sex life. I mean, my business world, I just got onto loads of different things and how, like, sex is such a mental thing as well as it being a physical. Yeah. So, yeah, and that was, like, how it sort of all started. Yeah. And I think, but I think also now it's harder because that's where girls, like, even guys, like, subjected to porn and, like, that is not the way sex goes. Mm. Like, for young people to watch all that, it's like, who is it, Billie Eilish, saying she started watching porn age 13? Like, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but I think also, and like, we started Jomo during lockdown and there were so many people saying, oh, you know, I feel self-conscious, I put on weight because we haven't been, no one's been out and all the stuff, I don't want to have sex with my boyfriend and all this sort of stuff. And I just thought, like, it's just, that's like, that's quite sad. I think, yeah, like, you know, everyone should feel confident in their bodies, whatever size, shape, whatever. Absolutely. And like, obviously you just mentioned about with your alopecia, like, you kind of, like, um, when you were dating, were you like open with, like, back then, obviously, were you open about it or were you kind of just like, you know, you wore your wig and you didn't really mention it? I didn't really, no, I didn't really talk to people, but I didn't really say anything to guys. I'd sort of just like either let them assume or just guess. Yeah. I had one really rogue night once. God, I was full of rogue nights. Um, <laughs> I was seeing a guy, and he, always seeing a guy, seeing a guy. Anyway, we'd gone home back to my house. In the middle of the night, I suddenly realised I was sweating with this wig on. So I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll not notice. Took it off and threw it on the floor. Anyway, the next day, it was quite dark in the room. The next day, he was like, oh, my God, I'm deathly allergic to cats. And I thought, what well, fucking weird thing to say. I don't have a cat. And he pointed at my wig, and I thought, oh, for fuck's sake. Mm. So instead of telling him, I went to the corner and picked it up like it was a cat and stroked it out of the room and put it in a cupboard because <laughs> I was so mortified. I was like, I can't tell him it was a wig. Anyway, yeah. 
some bizarre stories with my hair pieces. But you know, I didn't really. Yeah. I didn't really say anyone anything to anyone. What advice would you give to you know people that are struggling with alopecia and hair loss? I think. This is the worst thing. I remember everybody said to me, don't stress about it. Oh, don't tell someone to not stress because then all you do is stress about it. But it's easier said than done. Try not to stress about it as much. Also, it's hair. It's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly think who you are on the inside means so much more than what you look like on the outside. And the older you get, the more you'll start to realise that. And I wish when I was 16, someone said to me, in five years' time, no one's going to give a fuck and you're not going to remember it. Yeah. Like, it's... And if people say nasty shit, that's shame on them. Like, it says more about who they are than it does about you. And I think also, like, it's hard because there's so much more judgment now out there. But if you are, like, young and struggling with it, it will sort of get easier maybe or... Honestly, the older you get, as time goes on, you'll feel more confident and not mm. yeah, stress about it so much. Yeah, I um, mean, when you get older, you just kind of learn more in life naturally anyway. Yeah. I think you're right, because it's like, obviously, when you're younger, it feels like the end of the world. Yeah, honestly, like, I wish everything wasn't so surrounding the way you look. Like, honestly, yeah. I would stress so long. To, but even recently, like, I remember, I probably literally in the last six months, I wouldn't leave the house without makeup on. I'd be like, oh my God, what if someone sees me? Or like, mm-hmm. I, ha- I used to have eyelash extensions, and then I felt like... I didn't want to go out without, yeah, yeah, it's weird. But now I'm like, oh, who gives a fuck? Yeah, just like, There's so much more shit going on out there. But um, no, it is, I just, yeah, everyone is beautiful in their own way and don't ever want to be, don't wish to look like someone else. I just love that you just embrace it now. And I Thank think that's you. so special. And you're honestly going to inspire so many people, like even people listening to this. Like, I hope so, not just rambled on, swearing and <laughs> chatting. Absolute rubbish. Yeah, but you're just being you, do you know what I mean? Like, you've come in and you're just being yourself and and you're unapologetically yourself and that's how it should be. I would just love younger people to feel more confident. I think that's the other thing. When I was younger, I felt so insecure. And, to be, like, even on the show, if I ever felt, like, unattractive, I'd put a wig on. I think in my mind I thought I was suddenly attractive if I had long hair. Right. And that my, that was my mentality for so long, which is wrong because it's not about the way you look. And I think, actually... I've realised more and more. I used to always say this, you know, when you're at school, all those hot girls, yeah. where are they now? <laughs> when you're always like, I don't know, I think since the hair stuff, I noticed that actually people's personalities make you attractive. It's, it's really not the way you look. And I wish younger people knew that because I don't think they do. I yeah. think they honestly think it's all about the way you dress. Like, it's, yeah, it's just so not like that. I so agree. I always say that personality makes someone yeah. a thousand times hotter. Right? It's so true and I think especially in school and stuff, like, it's always about looks, it's always about who's the most popular, it's always about all these kind of things, and... No one gives a fuck about that in 10 years' no. time, by the way. Yeah, no one really does. <laughs> like, literally, I don't even think about school anymore. No. It's hard, because we want to be the voice for those young kids that, you know, get bullied in school, and, well, their superpowers and stuff, and it's like, it's hard. Like, I'm sitting here telling you now, like, once you leave school... It's going to be great. Yeah. And also, I've got a question to ask you. So I know what like your superpower is, but what would you say your superpower is? What my superpower is? Yeah. That like I would say yours is probably bravery. Do you think? Yeah. I was about to say giving zero fucks. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a superpower. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I don't feel like that, though. I like, it's really sweet. I, when, when I do speak about everyone was saying, oh, like, well done and all this stuff, but it didn't really feel like that. It felt like... Mm. Just like, I don't know, talking about something. I think also when I f- spoke about it on the show that I was talking to like three people about it. So I didn't realise people were like, you forget that people then tune in to watch it. Yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah, I mean, thank you. That's all right. Being, calling me brave. <laughs> 
I need to do more with it though. I want to help more people. I just want people to be more confident. I hate I hate hearing stories of like teenage girls crying and like really caring about mm. this stuff and like getting bullied. It really like yeah. fucks me off. But like you can do that. Like you've got the platform for it and Yeah, I need to you, you really can do more. that, Liv. Like also there's no pressure of you like you know, having to do it straight about kind of thing, like do it when you're ready yeah. to kind of thing. And that scene in Made in Chelsea, yeah, you only spoke to a few people, but that probably spoke to a thousand more. Yeah. The people that were watching it. And that's true. You I have to remember forget. that there's a whole other work, like audience out there and you probably inspired like thousands from that one little moment. Basically, anyone who suffers a head loss or anything, tell everyone else to fuck themselves. <laughs> I shouldn't really say that. <laughs> that is such my attitude now. Oh, now I realise. I remember. God, that was, I remember saying to my mum once, "Oh, what's the one thing you enjoyed about getting older?" And she was like, "Honestly, I just don't care anymore." As in, like, she you don't sweat the small stuff. And I think when you're younger, you do. You overthink everything, and mm-hmm. it's like the end of the world if something goes wrong or whatever. Whereas I'm now much more mentality. She's like, "Oh, you know." Yeah. Just no one died, just get on with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, there's such bigger shit out there going on to stress about that. Just yeah. you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Thank you so much, and thank you for everyone watching and listening. Please like and subscribe, and yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed and took something useful from this episode. Don't forget to follow Superpowers with Tasha on your favourite podcast platform. And together, let's make our world a more inclusive and accepting place. See you next time.